Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Listen to one of this year's top true crime podcasts. Unknown Subject, Season 3 of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast is out now on all podcast platforms. Noon ahead of the front, mid-60s to around 70. We'll see gusty winds and heavy downpours during the rush hour commute, followed by gusty winds tomorrow night. I'm 7 News Meteorologist Steve Rudin in the First Alert Weather Center. And right now we still have some showers, clouds, 57 in Hyattsville, 57 Foggy Bottom, 56 in Herndon. At 359. This is WTOP News. Facts matter. This hour of news is brought to you by Lido Pizza. Lido Pizza never cuts corners. Good afternoon. I'm Ann Kramer. And I'm Sean Anderson. Coming up. Is there optimism from congressional leaders about avoiding a government shutdown? We'll have the latest from a meeting with President Biden coming up in seconds from CBS News. Then we'll go in depth with the network's senior White House correspondent, Weijia Zhang, at 4.15. What if you could tell if there was COVID in the air before you walked into a restaurant? I'm Neil Augenstein. How prices at Wendy's may soon fluctuate throughout the day. It is a ripoff, a real ripoff. I'm Nick Ainelli. On Wall Street right now, the Dow is down before the close, 81 points. WTOP at 4 o'clock. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by Progressive Insurance. I'm Monica Ricks. We are following breaking news out of New York where a jury has just convicted two men of killing Run DMC rapper Jam Master Jay in 2002. He was killed inside his Queens, New York rap studio, but the case remained open for years. 40-year-old Carl Jordan Jr., the DJ's godson, and 59-year-old Ronald Washington, an old friend, a jury finds were the killers. The government called 36 witnesses throughout the trial. A third suspect, Jay Bryant, is expected to face trial later this year. Matt Piper, CBS News, New York. Alec Baldwin's involuntary manslaughter trial has finally been set for July 9th in New Mexico. The date comes during testimony in a weapons specialist trial on similar charges. Here's CBS's Mark Hooper. The defense strategy is to place much of the blame on Alec Baldwin. They pointed out in their opening arguments that Hannah Gutierrez-Reed was not even in the church when the gunshot was fired, that it was Alec Baldwin who was handling the gun, pointed it, and ultimately caused it to go off. The clock is ticking in Washington. President Biden met with top congressional leaders at the White House today with time running out to prevent a partial government shutdown. We believe that we can get to agreement on these issues and prevent a government shutdown. There are a little back and forth on different issues that different people want, but I don't think those are insurmountable. If Congress doesn't pass a funding bill by March 1st, agencies, including the Departments of Agriculture, Energy and Transportation, will run out of money, with the Departments of Defense and Justice set to run out next Friday. That's CBS's Natalie Brand reporting. Michigan is holding his presidential primary today where Donald Trump's expected to notch another victory, but voters are protesting President Biden's bid. As our family is being bombed, can't even say that they deserve to live in peace and dignity. But rather than that, he's he's sending more bombs, he's sending more weapons to, to bomb Palestinian children and women and, and, and innocent men. Ceasefire and hostage talks are ongoing between Israel and Hamas. Democrats in Florida are calling on the governor to fire State Surgeon General Dr. Joseph Ladipo. 
He's ignoring federal guidelines saying the parents of unvaccinated children can decide whether their kids can attend classes. CBS News Chief Medical Correspondent Dr. John LaPook says there's a reason for those CDC guidelines. You're not just rolling the dice for your child. You're rolling the dice for other people's mm-hmm. children and for other people. Experts say babies under a year old and the elderly are most at risk. Allison Keyes, CBS News. Netflix plans to raise its prices again. The streaming giant just bumped its basic plan prices from 10 to 12 bucks a month last year. Netflix hasn't said how much or when these new changes will take effect. This is CBS News. Sponsored by Progressive Insurance. Drivers who switch and save with Progressive save nearly $750 on average. Call or click today and find out if we could save you hundreds on your car insurance. It's 4.03 on WTOP, February 27th, 2024. Got some rain to the east of D.C. in 59. Good afternoon. I'm Sean Anderson. And I'm Ann Kramer. Our top local story this hour. It may soon be possible to know if COVID is present in the air before you go into a building like the gym or even a movie theater. Researchers at Virginia Tech are trying to make that possible. WTOP's Neil Augenstein joined us earlier to talk about how exactly this would work. The exact user experience is still being worked out, but here's the basics in the lab. First, researchers have to gather the air to be sampled. They unfurl a bag that's the size of a garbage bag. They wave it around to capture enough air, then they seal it. Then they squeeze the air through a filter that would capture all of the particles in the air. Now, Neil says like a regular rapid test, you would add a couple drops of liquid, then wait a few minutes. Researchers say you may be able to see a color change that would then indicate infection. 404. He's accused of stealing a large highway help truck, then hitting 13 cars and injuring several people during a wild chase across Maryland suburbs earlier this month. Investigators say some of his victims were police officers in SUVs. Well, now the man is facing multiple charges, including driving while impaired and assault. Our report from WTOP Scott Gelman. Charging documents say Flavio Cesar Lanuza smelled like alcohol at the time he was arrested and he later admitted to consuming it. He's being charged with driving under the influence, unlawful taking of a motor vehicle, and first and second degree assault. Lanuza is accused of leading police on a chase across Maryland's suburbs in a stolen state highway truck. In the final moments of their pursuit, charging documents say police used spike stop sticks to try and stop the car. But Lanuza is accused of then driving on the truck's metal rims, hitting several other cars while driving in the wrong direction. When the truck finally stopped, Lanuza is accused of resisting arrest by hiding his hands under his body. Documents say it took at least three Montgomery County police officers and a state trooper to take Lanuza into custody. Scott Gelman, WTOP News. 405, when a child goes missing, there are amber alerts. When an older person goes missing, there is something called a silver alert. But one family needed help to find their missing son, and he didn't fit either of those categories. And now that family tells lawmakers in Maryland that they want to create the purple alert. WTOP's Kate Ryan has the details. Rashawn Williams was missing for six days in October before his frantic family got the good news that he was found okay inside a room at the Glenmont Metro stop in Montgomery County. Now, because he's 31, Williams, who has Down syndrome and is not very verbal, didn't qualify for either the Amber Alert for children that have been abducted or the Silver Alert for those over 60. So now his family is testifying in Annapolis on behalf of a bill to create the Purple Alert 
for people with cognitive impairments or developmental disabilities. The bill would train law enforcement agencies on how and when to issue the alerts. Kate Ryan, WTOP News. There's a new owner, new head coach, new front office team. Shouldn't there also be a new FedEx field for Commanders fans? We're getting more details about upgrades to the team's troubled stadium. The Commanders say they'll spend more than $75 million to improve the fan experience. So what are we talking about here? Improved food and beverage options, sound system upgrades, and also a structural refresh, including upgrades to elevators, escalators, water, and mechanical systems as well. And one of the other cool things that they have added is a VIP field tunnel club where fans can purchase access to cheer on the team from uh, just feet away as they take the field. And that's WTOP Sports Director and Commander's Beat reporter George Wallace. Last summer, new owner Josh Harris promised a better fan experience. Well, should fast food customers pay more during busier hours? That's a policy that Wendy's is now considering. WTOP's Nick Ionelli caught up with some Wendy's customers in North Bethesda to hear how they actually feel. You see this kind of thing known as dynamic pricing on toll lanes or when using Uber. Prices go up during busier times. But do you really want to pay like that for a cheeseburger? All right, so tell me your reaction when you heard about the pricing. I was disgusted. Why? Because, I mean, it's a downer. You think it's a ripoff? It is a ripoff, a real ripoff. Another customer here, Charles Parker, says he's a fan of Wendy's Chili, but if this policy happens, he's going somewhere else. It's ridiculous. Are you going to stop coming to Wendy's if they do it? Yes, sir. So they would lose you as a customer? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And I mean here at least three or four times a week. Eating chili? Eating chili. <laughs> At a Wendy's in North Bethesda, Nick Ainelli, WTOP News. Coming up in Money News after traffic. Five wedding. toxic waste sites in 15 states will be cleaned up. And we'll check in with Brennan Hazelton with the latest as the Dow loses about 97 points. It is 408. Michael and Sons heating tune up for only $59. Michael and Son. Traffic and weather together on the 8th. It's been a tough afternoon, Dave Dildine. Yeah, Fairfax Fire Rescue finding their latest crash on I-66 eastbound near Fair Lakes before the exit ramp for Fairfax County Parkway blocking the right side. Brief delay, sudden slowdown. That's eastbound. Westbound traffic heavy near the Fairfax and Centerville ramps, but nothing blocking westbound. We spent a lot of time talking about the long volume delays on the Beltway. No recent mishaps, but very slow still both ways toward the American Legion Bridge. We'll move into Maryland talk about other issues. 210 southbound, the ramp, the, the triple left turn, I should say, to 228 Barry Road was blocked because of utility work between Olney and Laytonsville. Some late to clear road work on 108 near Olney Mill Road. It was alternating past the scene if it hasn't cleared yet. Waysons, Route 4, southbound near 408. After the Patuxent River, a crash reported southbound on Route 4. At the Bay Bridge, it is too windy and too wet for two-way traffic. Eastbound traffic delays are building. You'll be on the brakes beyond St. Margaret's Road and limited to the eastbound bridge span. In the district, there was a structure fire response along Minnesota Avenue near Eli Place southeast. 395, very slow both ways through southwest and even from 695 on to 295. Volume delays are fairly lengthy this afternoon on D.C. and Interstate 295 leaving the Anacostia River bridges. Go electric the Fitzway. Looking for an electric car? Try the new Subaru Solterra, Hyundai Ioniq or Toyota BZ4X. State and federal incentives available. Go electric at Fitzmall.com. I'm Dave Dildine, WTOP Traffic. All right. Off we go to the 
7 News First Alert Weather Center. We've got Steve Rudin standing by at the latest forecast. Keep the wet weather gear handy for the remainder of the evening and even into the overnight with scattered showers dotting radar and temperatures that will drop into the 50s. Tomorrow tracking a cold front. It arrives late afternoon into early evening. Ahead of the front, it's cloudy with scattered showers, temperatures in the 60s. As the front moves through, areas of moderate to heavy rain. Then the winds really start to pick up. Late tomorrow evening, we'll see wind gusts 40 to 50 miles per hour colder on Thursday. Highs in the 40s. I'm 7 News Meteorologist Steve Rudin of the First Alert Weather Center. We are checking in at 58 in Gaithersburg, 57 in Arlington. Lanham is at 57. A couple of light showers north of D.C. Most of the rain now off to the east. And we're brought to you by Long Fence. Save 25% on decks, pavers, and fences. Six months, no payment, no interest. Conditions apply. Go to longfence.com. WTOP's money news at 10 and 40 past the hour. Let's check in with Brennan Hazelton. Sean, the EPA says 25 toxic waste sites in 15 states will be cleaned up as part of a $1 billion infusion to the federal Superfund program. will help clear a backlog of hazardous sites such as old landfills, mines, and manufacturing facilities. Interested in trading in that mini bar for trees instead? Hilton says it can help thanks to a new partnership with outdoor hospitality company AutoCamp. Soon, travelers will be able to earn and spend points for stays in custom-designed airstreams, cabins, and luxury tents at national parks. Family Dollar Stores has agreed to shell out more than $41 million in penalties for storing food, cosmetics, and drugs for years in a rat-infested warehouse in Arkansas. It was another mixed day on Wall Street with the Dow closing down 97, a loss of a quarter of a percent. The Nasdaq gained 59, S&P up 9. Brandon Hazelton, WTOP News. Families in poverty are facing a global food crisis. $50 provides a food kit to feed a family for a month. Just text the word radio to 97646. Coming up, President Biden sat down with congressional leaders at the White House to talk about keeping the government running past Friday and funding for Ukraine. So did they make any progress? We'll check in with CBS News senior White House correspondent Weijia Zhang. That's coming up in moments, 412. Hey, Washington, D.C., are you looking for new ways to save? Well, on Verizon, you don't need to be on a family plan to get our best deals. Switch to Verizon, and for a limited time, plans start at just $50 per month for a single line with auto pay plus taxes and fees when you bring your own phone with unlimited welcome. That's a savings of $15 per month. And when you switch now, you can save on the things you love to stream, like Netflix and Max. There's never been a better time to switch to the network America relies on. A better plan to save is Verizon. This offer won't last long. Visit your local Verizon store to switch and save big today. $180 BYOD promo credit per phone applied over 36 months for new customers with one new line with your own 4G or 5G smartphone on unlimited welcome plan required. $360 local promo credit applied over 36 months for new customers with one new line. Additional terms apply in select markets only. Auto pay and paper-free billing required. For unlimited welcome plan in times of congestion, unlimited 5G and 4G LTE may be temporarily slower than other traffic. Domestic data roaming at 2G speeds. What if AI could help your agency deliver mission-critical outcomes with speed? With IBM Consulting, your agency can design, build, and scale trusted AI using Watson X and modernize the way you work to accelerate real impact. Let's create AI that transforms your agency. Learn more at ibm.com federal. IBM. Let's create. 
Later this hour, another day, another big recall. This one involves Toyota trucks. Keep it here on WTOP. It's not surprising America's banks are raising concerns about the Fed's new proposal to increase capital requirements. But what may be surprising is so are people, companies, and groups across America, Democrats and Republicans, corporations and nonprofits, manufacturers and consumers, even groups in Alabama and California. America's speaking out in rare agreement against the new capital rules. Is the Fed listening? Protect our economy. Paid for by Center Forward. Dad's doctor says it's time to focus on quality of life and comfort. I'm not sure where to start. I'm glad you called Jessa. We can help. When you reach out to Jessa, our hospice nurse will meet you at home for an assessment that's completely covered by Medicare to create a comprehensive care plan so you can truly be present in the moments you and your loved one share. Medicare and most insurances cover hospice 100%. Contact Jessa at JSSA.org. Proudly serving Montgomery County. Washington's top news, WTOP. Facts matter. 415, I'm Ann Kramer. And I'm Sean Anderson. Thanks for being with us. President Biden, top congressional leaders have finished their meeting at the White House this afternoon where they talked about trying to avoid a government shutdown at the end of the week. There were other issues on the table as well, including aid for Ukraine and Israel. House Speaker Mike Johnson has refused to bring the $95 billion aid package to a vote, but Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer says the time to act is right now. Made it so clear how vital this was to the United States. This was so, so important. And that we couldn't afford to wait a month or two months or three months. Johnson says he emphasized the southern border crisis and wants to see action there, even though Republicans shot down a recent bipartisan border security agreement. They understand the catastrophe at the border is affecting everyone. And it is top of mind for all the American people for that reason. So I brought that issue up repeatedly today in that room and and again one-on-one with the president. The deadline for reaching an agreement to avoid a government shutdown is Friday night at midnight. Joining us live to talk about it, CBS News Senior White House Correspondent Weijia Jiang. It's good to have you back. Thanks so much for joining us. Great to be with you guys. So how much pressure is the House Speaker under at this point after this meeting to make some deals? He seemed a little bit isolated as everyone came out to speak with reporters. Well, You know, nothing has changed in terms of where the speaker stands um, when it comes to this Ukraine funding and funding uh, the supplemental bill. And, you know, it was really interesting because Senator Schumer came out and said that this was one of the most intense meetings that he has ever attended at the White House. And this is a man who's attended a lot of meetings at the White House. So I asked him what made this one so intense, and he said the urgency of supporting Ukraine and the consequences to the people of America if that does not happen soon. But again, this is a message that the administration, that Democrats have been delivering to Speaker Johnson. So it's not necessarily new pressure, um, but it does frame it in a way that shows, as you pointed out, that he is the odd man out in this particular meeting, even when you factor in the fact that Mitch McConnell was here as well. And so uh, it's difficult to see a path forward, but the administration is hoping that they'll be able to reach some sort of compromise. Weijia, when it comes to avoiding another government shutdown on Friday night, are we looking at another Band-Aid on the situation, another temporary spending bill? Yes, that is very likely um, because uh, it's hard to imagine a longer length measure for now. And even a short term one is not a done deal yet, because when you talk about 
the pressure that Speaker Mike Johnson faces, you have to also consider within his own party. He is under pressure from far-right Republicans to include a list of their demands, which are essentially daggers to many of President Biden's priorities. They want to kill funding for background checks to buy guns. They want to defund Planned Parenthood, cut incentives for buying electric vehicles. And those are just three examples on a very long list. So you have to wonder how he's going to convince those uh, Republicans to get on board with any kind of measure. But I will say that everybody came out of the meeting saying that they are very optimistic that they will be able to avoid a shutdown. And that also includes a first one-on-one face-to-face meeting between President Biden and Speaker Johnson. So that is significant as well. In terms of the actual uh, you know, progress and outcome, that's still TBD, guys. Weecha, thanks so much. We appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Weijia Jang, CBS News Senior White House Correspondent. Quick look at the top stories we're working on at WTOP. Testing the air in a building or business for COVID before you go inside. Local researchers are working on that technology. Two men convicted of murder at the death of Run DMC star Jam Master J 22 years ago. Keep it here for full details in the minutes ahead. Traffic and weather together on the 8th, and we head to the traffic center with Dave Dildine. It's a heavy early rush hour at the Potomac and Anacostia River bridges leaving D.C., whether you're using I-395 or 295 or the avenues like Pennsylvania Avenue across the Sousa Bridge. Around Greenway Southeast, part of Minnesota Avenue near Eli Place was blocked by the response to a house fire. Into Maryland, outbound delays on Suitland Parkway. And Upper Marlboro at Oasis, slow southbound on Route 4. The crash response near 408 was at one point blocking the exit ramp, according to a caller. Uh, just like the Potomac and Anacostia River bridges, volume delays in the Beltway near the big bridges, fairly lengthy this afternoon, much more traffic compared to yesterday. And even at the Bay Bridge, although today we've got some weather interference, some light rain and gusty winds, wind warnings, no restrictions, no two-way traffic, eastbound brake lights east of St. Margaret's Road. Normal traffic conditions on 270-95 in the Baltimore-Washington Parkway. 210 southbound, the left turn lanes on Berry Road blocked in Akakeek. At last report, anyway, blocked for ongoing utility work. Virginia, I-66 eastbound, heading for Fairfax County Parkway. You lose the right lane. That's a crash. Westbound, slow audit off between the Beltway and Manassas. Westbound lanes and ramps are open. 95 and 395. Many southbound slowdowns from Washington to Woodbridge with nothing blocking the way. Join Thundercat Technologies and NetApp to learn how to overcome top AI challenges in the public sector. Register at fedinsider.com slash Thundercat for the March 5th Web Insider and iHeart Artificial Intelligence webinar. Dave Deldine, double WTOP traffic. All right, we've got Mark Pena in the 7 News First Alert Weather Center. Mark, uh, we had some clouds, we had some rain, temperatures uh, still hanging in the upper 50s. What else do you have for us? Yeah, we're getting a little bit of a break from the rain right now. So the shower activity we saw earlier, basically moving out of our area at this point, but we're going to continue to watch the chance for some additional showers later on tonight. So I think the rest of your commute should actually be okay in terms of any more falling precipitation. Uh, Temperatures not really going to fall much either. We're all into the mid to upper 50s at this point. Forecast lows are pretty much right where they are right now. Not really going to see those temperatures fall. And that's thanks to a south wind coming in about 10 to 20 miles an hour. Now, tomorrow will be the more impactful day with the approaching cold fronts uh, along with the uh, weather maker. Uh, it holds off, though, until the second half of your day. So this dry streak that we're going to get tonight, uh, it's going to last through the first half of your Wednesday. Temperatures will warm into the upper 60s to near 70 degrees. And as this cold front comes on through, it looks like it's going to be coming on through about 24 hours 
hours from now. So plan for some delays on your evening commute tomorrow. As timing for this looks to be about 4 to 6 p.m. Uh, tracking what would be uh, some heavy showers, maybe a rumble of thunder or two. The severe threat is rather low, but we can roll out maybe some gusty winds with some of those heavier downpours. Behind the system, it gets windy. The uh, cold front is going to bring in some cooler, drier air. Temperatures are going to fall into the upper 40s to 50s for your Thursday afternoon under mostly sunny skies. Uh, but we'll have a wind alert, a wind advisory, excuse me, from the National Weather Service that goes into effect behind the system. So that's tomorrow evening through Thursday morning. And then, as I mentioned, sunny skies for Thursday and Friday. So midweek weather maker going to cause some issues tomorrow. So just make sure to plan ahead and, of course, keep it here. And we'll keep you up to date with the latest forecast. Temperature-wise, let's see. Right now, again, seeing those showers move out. And we are sitting at 57 in Suitland, 58 in uh, southeast, and 58 also in Springfield, Virginia. Thank you, Mark. Brought to you by Gutter Helmet. Don't overlook your home's gutter system. Call Gutter Helmet by Lednor Home Solutions at 888-5-HELMET. Up ahead on WTOP, we're about to hear about peak bloom for the cherry blossoms this week. It's 422. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown, and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime, and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. Listen up. Timing is on your side. This is Dave Johnson. It is if you own an investment property. Jennifer Young of Jennifer Young Homes says this is the time to sell that property. Oh, and the stress-free way to do that is with Jennifer Young, like Mike in Alexandria. And it didn't take long at all to get multiple offers from Mike. The Jennifer Young team was even able to get him $6,000 over the asking price. Hey, you ready to sell your home? Connect with Jennifer at 877-611-SELL or go online to JenniferYoungHomes.com. Kevin Williams Realty, 703-815-5700. This is WTOP News. 424. Well, the warmer weather this afternoon and yesterday may have you longing for spring flowers. Cherry blossom season is almost upon us. Good news there. WTOP's Luke Luker tells us the National Park Service will make its prediction for when peak bloom happens at the Tidal Basin later on this week. Looking at the past decade, the National Park Service only predicted peak bloom correctly once on their initial prediction. That was last year. Mother Nature is fickle. You know, 10 days is about as far out as you can you can trust a forecast. Mike Litteris with the National Park Service says to make their predictions, they check forecasted temperatures. You know, what happened in previous years under, under similar circumstances. They also have indicator trees. They, they run a little bit ahead of the rest of the trees, um, you know, and what they're doing and how far ahead. Um, they are. National Park Service will make their prediction Thursday morning. Luke Luger, WTOP News. A Toyota recall to tell you about, and it involves trucks. Toyota is recalling nearly 400,000 of its Tacoma midsize pickup trucks. It covers certain trucks from 2022 and 23, and it's over a part the company says can separate from their rear axle, which could affect stability and braking and lead to a crash. Separately, the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration says Toyota will recall 280,000 Tundra, Tundra Hybrid, Sequoias and Lexus LX600 vehicles over unexpected movement caused when vehicles are in neutral and brakes are not applied. Those vehicles were produced between 2022 and this year. Matt Piper, CBS News. You can get the details we have it for you at WTOP.com. Search recalls. Sports at 25 and 55 on WTOP. 
George Wallace here, NFL Combine time. It is time in Indy, yes. The general managers, coaches, and uh, prospects all meeting, getting to know each other, and watching see how fast they can run and how high they can jump, mm-hmm. right? And taking some tests. But they so, can't tackle, can they, they? No, they cannot do that. <laughs> so uh, general manager speaking to Adam Peters for the commanders, says nothing's been decided on the quarterback position. He has met with Sam Howe. He likes Sam Howe. And he knows they have a decision to make on what they're going to do at two, maybe move up, maybe move back. Who knows? But he's not telling us anything. He said that they've discussed the quarterback position just in general. 